Hey, Rich. Hey, Mark. How's it going? It's going pretty darn good. All right. Yeah, how about you? I'm great. Time for a mini pod. Yeah, just me and you. Let's do it. All right, I'm comfortable with that. Sure. Well, before we uh, delve in, let's remember our sponsor of our mini pods is Bimmy, Block Island Aquarium and Exploration Center, and their motto is learn to love Block Island. And they've got programs for the whole family to explore the history and beauty of Block Island and the Great Salt Pond. Bimmy is located next to Dead Eye Dicks, and you can go and check out their seven aquariums and exploration tanks. They've got daily educational programs for kids, including marine dissections, shell fishing, squidding, crabbing, tying nautical knots, beach and dockside explorations, the Bimmy boat battles, and more. It's true. They have something for the whole family, and you can even take a harbor tour. And something special happening right now. Oh, really? Yeah, lobster mania. Oh. So they're raffling off. Uh, they've done this a couple of years. It's kind of cool. So you buy a raffle ticket, you could win 12 live lobsters, a bunch of clams, a slew of mussels, and that drawing is going to be done live on July 18th. So, you know, this is the time to buy a ticket for that. Yeah. And, you know, in general, if you ever want to support Bimmy, just make a donation because yeah. they, they do do great things and, you know, bring the kids down. And uh, it's a it's a great, uh, you know, activity outside of the normal Block Island stuff. I agree. Uh, you can also look up all their info, and, and I think buy a raffle ticket, uh, you go to blockislandmaritime.org. Blockislandmaritime.org. So uh, I got to kick this mini off by asking you. So you did your first leg with uh, on the road again. I did. Yeah, I, was, I, yeah, I left on uh, June 27th, yep. uh, and I joined up with Willie Nelson's crew in um, in Wisconsin. We did two shows in Wisconsin, then we uh, went down to St. Louis, then we had three days off in St. Louis hanging out, Uh, and then we went to uh, Rogers, Arkansas, home of Walmart, Uh, and then, (laughs) yeah, we played at the Walmart Amphitheater there, which is, yeah, it's basically a Walmart, except it's an amphitheater, like all the signage is this, you feel like you're in a Walmart, but you're at a concert, and then, uh, yeah, then we headed west and into Texas, and we went Dallas, Houston, and we wrapped up on the 4th of July at Austin. Oof. Hot. Hot, baby. Wow. Like, like, like real hot. I came back here. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's so hot. I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. Well, I don't think it was, con- the, even that whole section's in a heat wave, isn't it? The whole run was, was hot. Super hot. Yeah. We were in the nineties yeah. the entire time at oh, least. Yeah. And humid, know. like humid, humid. I'm not sure but if I could take it. it. It was a lot, but I mean, you know, who cares? I mean, yeah. I was out there with Willie, you know, and yeah. it was amazing. The crew, I showed up and the crew couldn't have been nicer, like amazing people welcomed me with open arms. Made me feel right at home. Uh, and you haven't gotten an email saying you're fired. So not yet. Well. Not so yet. Well. Although I do have a conference call on Friday to talk about the second leg of the tour. So hopefully yeah, I'm still on. I'm, I'm I sure think, it's I fine. think I made it. I you, think you I made can it. tell. You got yeah. that vibe. Yeah. But it was great, man. Well, I awesome. mean, um, the tour bus, that living on the tour bus is really interesting because you literally, you get thrown on this bus with like, you know, 11 other people that you just met. Yeah. And uh, again, everyone was super cool, professional like you know but i can't sleep on the tour bus it's hard yeah i have the top back left hand bunk in the bus yeah and um uh it you know just there's something it's kind of like trying to sleep on a boat that's moving but it's different and the noises that the bus makes at night are very strange <laughs> maybe it was just the bus we were on our the bus we were on was a little bit older but yeah um yeah it was really weird well Maybe you'll get used to it. I might. Yeah. I, I was averaging two or three hours of sleep a night. <sighs> Ouch. And then we roll into the venue. We get up at 6 a.m. We're out the door. The crew's loading in all the gear. Uh, I'm setting up the backstage production office. I'm the guy putting the like signs on the dressing rooms and all that stuff. And then my accounting thing, usually it's pretty, it's pretty much nine to five. 
And then at five, there's kind of a lull in, in my job until the end of the show when I basically settle with the box office. And uh, so worked out great for me because I got to like hang out on the side of the stage with the monitor guy or at the front of house mixing board and just watch the show. Right. So you, you don't really, that's your downtime. Yeah. You just get to enjoy. Yeah. And I mean, there were times I was some, the first few days I was pretty tired. So I'd like go back to the bus. I was going to say, do you run back to the bus I and do. get a quick nap? And it's air conditioning. The air conditioner's air conditioning on. So yeah, on. I try and go shut my eyes for an hour or two. Not a bunch of people snoring and farting around you. Yeah. yeah. No, not so much. That happens after the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, and that's the thing, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're on the road. Oh, rock, rock, rock and roll lifestyle. No. It's like everyone is so exhausted. It's such oh, a I long bet. day because we, you know, the yeah. wheels were wheels up at like midnight and then yep. it's like, you know, four or five hours to the next venue or whatever. Oh, so the bus is in motion while you're trying to sleep. Yes. Oh, yeah. We like like we leave. We left the first gig in, in Wisconsin and it was like, I think, four hours to the next gig, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then you roll in, and you just said it's you. It, it's a surreal experience. That's life on the road. Life on the road. You want to hear a really funny backstage story? Yeah. Okay. So Robert Plant and Allison Krauss were on the first leg of the tour. Yeah. Um, and they were amazing, incredible, incredible. Um, but on the third night in St. Louis, um, I was in the office doing some stuff, and I had to go get a piece of paper signed down the hallway by somebody. So I, I walk out of the production office and I, I just literally, my head's down in this file I'm looking at and I almost walk, bang, smack into Robert Plant who had just walked off stage and he's like shirtless, covered in sweat, breathing heavy because he just got off stage and yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. And I just like <laughs> turn, he looked at me, he looks up at me, I look at him and I'm just like, Whoop. I didn't say a word. I just looked away and went, you know, went around him. But uh, I'm like, my God, that was Robert Plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know? like crazy. And he's just in your workspace. Yeah. yeah. Get out it. of my way. Or I'm in his more. Well, you know, you know yeah, to yeah, the point. Yeah. You know. yeah. Well, he was technically done working at that time. He was. Yeah. He, he had just punched I'm out. I'm going to go with your workspace at yeah. that point. Okay. Sure. Oh, and the cool thing hey, is. Hey, buddy, that, you're off stage. Settle down. <laughs> and I got an abacus to bring with me backstage. <laughs> so like when I'm settling up with some of the bands, you know, they're, they're road managers. Yeah. Yeah. I like to pull my abacus out and flip some beads around to make it look. <laughs> and they look at me like, is this guy serious? It, it kind of got to be like a little joke between yeah. me and the rest of the office crew. It's kind of funny. Oh my God. Yeah. And some of the road managers would call to be like, ah, nice touch with the abacus, man. You know, <laughs> others were just confused. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a good either way. Yes. But all well, in all, it was fantastic. I ran into, um, uh, Meg Doyle. Oh yeah, yeah. And in in uh Houston, I cool. believe. And uh caught up with them. It was great to see them. And then in Austin I, I uh met up with John Voskamp, Peter Voskamp's brother. Oh yeah, yeah. Who were down there. So it was nice to see some familiar Block Island faces out there. Cool. Which is cool. But yeah, I can't wait for the second leg. But it is oh, nice to be good. back. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're going on some new adventure, no matter how exciting it sounds, it can always you yeah. know, go one way or the other. So it sounds like it went the right way for you. It did. Awesome. And I, I'm lucky that the way it's, you know, the whole thing's scheduled, because it's like, you know, again, two weeks on, a couple weeks off. So it's like yep. you get a little break. I mean, I, if it was like a straight eight, you know, 12 yeah. week tour, that would be crazy. So do you feel a little more understanding of how hard it is for like you hear about somebody going on tour for a six month straight run? Yes. It's got to be hard. It is. For everyone. It is. And we're lucky because on our days off, you know, we're accommodated comfortably in a hotel. You know, we each get our own hotel room. It's a nice place. Um, you know, there's a lot of bands that are on a lower level, maybe that they're they're on the bus. They don't get yeah, hotel yeah. rooms, and and you know that 
as as much fun as the bus is, um, you know, it's 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 yeah. cramped. You There's a lot the, of people, yeah. and you know, so the bus serves its purpose for the tight times when you're moving and right. stuff. But then when you're settled into a spot for a couple nights, you get a hotel. Room. Yeah, which That's is cool. nice. Yeah, very nice. So yeah, it was great. But I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I like oh. I, I like living vicariously through you. Yes, so, I like yeah. living vicariously through me too. Yeah. A lot of people might. Hmm. <laughs> hey, how was Maddie's wedding? Oh, my gosh. It was great. Was it? Yep. It was really just um, very touching uh, having it down. So we had it on the original property. It's still owned by my uncle. He still lives there. But uh, my Uncle Pete, my Uncle Mike really helped out. And um, it's my original where my family bought land here in 1928. Wow. You know? So we're coming up on almost a 100-year-old piece of property. That's, that's amazing. In my family, yeah. Uh, her friend, I may have said this before, did a, did a watercolor on the, for the invitation of the actual site and it's really cool like i could pick it out right away i'm like yeah. oh, that's the lot behind the house you that's know? so cool and it's such a remote spot on the west side because the, you it's a long winding way in there even all the this was a block island marries block island the two kids are both from block island born and raised and even everybody who was born and raised here was like i've never been down here yeah i've never seen this place yeah. because it's so remote and uh yeah and, you know, a lot of long driveways, it's all Nature Conservancy and land owned by the family. So a lot of long roads like that, you're passing other houses on your way down to the yeah. last house. There's no houses on the way in, just one you pass, and it's wow. really kind of neat. But, wow. yeah, day was super hot, not a lick of wind and steamy, and then all of a sudden, right at ceremony time, the breeze kicked up, and it just became very comfortable and beautiful, and... uh yeah, it was just a good time. And then they had their uh, reception at the beachhead, which... You know, never, I, I wondered. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like. It was great. Good. Dance floor on the deck. The lower patio had tables and chairs. You could be inside, bar, back tent. I mean, you know, they kind of an area yeah. for whatever you were, you know. Well, Tim and Becky do a great job. Oh, they, uh, you, know, you know. And I don't think, you know, I don't want to advertise for them because it's not something they do ordinarily. You know, they kind of did right. it special. Maddie's worked there for years. So. Yep. Yeah. And we we've just all been friends for a while. Yeah. So it was really the really, oh, food was amazing. Adonis and, and Tim in the kitchen. Yeah. Just everything. They did all past food, but it was really cool. So they did like little cups of fish and chips with tartar sauce in the bottom. Oh, cool. Yeah. And little mac and lobster mac and cheeses and nice. t- tons of uh, neat, neat past stuff. And uh, yeah, but not, nobody, nobody went away hungry. And that's, it was really delicious. So that's awesome. All around. Good, good time. Good stuff. Had all. Well, congrats. And now, yeah, thank now you. both your girls are married off. You're, yeah. you can, you can, you know, you're, Probably not. Your but job's okay. done. Sure. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're ever <laughs> done being a parent. I don't no. think so. I don't think so. No. But I wouldn't want it any other way. You cool. Know, I love it. Love. Uh, and you know, the most important thing is, you know, uh, she married Evan. Uh, my other daughter married Mitch. Maddie married Evan. Both boys, great. Yeah. Great, great young men. So really, couldn't be happier That's to have good. two daughters and have them both. Uh, I've heard horror stories of daughters who didn't make choices that. Like our wives. Like, yeah, probably. You know? Yeah, for, that's who told me the story. It was right. my father in law. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, yeah, that's who told me. That's where I got it from. Let me tell you a story, Rich, about a, guy, a daughter who married a not the wrong so great guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. I always tell my wife, one of these years you'll meet Mr. Wright. But, you know, <laughs> so far, still just me. So I'll, I'll stick with it. Well, congrats to you and your family. Thank and you. Uh, I'm glad you guys had a great day. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, so we since we last spoke, couple I don't know we if we touched on it, but great podcast, Gail Hall, yes. and Dickie Stinson. Oh my god, good characters. How it was great, a lot of fun, yeah, right. And it was so nice. Um, 
very sorry to lose Peter Wood, but it was great that we captured him and yeah, and uh, got to hear him uh, for sure. chatting with us for a yeah. while. So that was really nice. And and uh, we've got a couple good ones coming up too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're not yeah. Gonna, no spoilers on this. No, this no mini pod. No. But we uh, only did that once because yeah. we wanted to prepare you for Peter, yeah. who we had yeah. lost. So, but exciting yeah, stuff. Yeah, the pods are going well. I mean, thank you so much to you listeners because you know whatever yeah. we're doing you're enjoying a little and it's so much fun we we officially we're a little bit over it now but we officially broke a quarter million downloads a since qu- we started this thing a quarter million yeah i think so if wow. i did my math right i think we're yeah. 260 thousand or something like that wow. so it's a good number that that's good staggering fun. to me all right well let's why don't we move on to some uh current events oh yeah let's do that so uh you know, Gene. The, the the reason this struck me was this morning there was a there was a piece on the news talking about Block Island. So it's funny watching the news. So I'm watching the news and it talks about a kidnapping here, a horrible car accident. Then it talks about a gun. You know, gunman shoots three. Yeah, yeah. Then they go and out on Block Island. There's huge controversy and fighting over the arcade at the Empire Theater. Oh my God! Tell me about that. <laughs> and the right? carousel. You know, <laughs> that, that little three kid ride that's in front of Aldo's. I know. And, Oh, and I guess now the, from what I hear, there's fighting amongst the entities on Block Island over the carousel because one said it's okay, another one said it's not, so now they're going to battle amongst uh-huh. themselves to legally yeah. try to sort it out. And and Gary's opening his arcade regardless of oh he the did man. Really? I, I don't you know I don't understand the big deal with these things. I mean I, I guess don't either. I think there's a fine line with trying to keep Block Island special and being too like. Over, you know, over regulation. We need more things. You know, maybe if we had an arcade, you know, kids wouldn't be having a beach fire and drinking. I mean, that's probably not true, but you know what I'm well, saying. I mean, who Give cares? Do. Yeah. So they're playing some video games. What are you? Yeah. What are they worried about? I don't know. It's anyway, so stupid. Well, Gene Valicente was quote. I I heard he said, uh, I don't know what's on that island. There must be something in the water out there. So, <laughs> reg- so Gene, get out here and get on our podcast. We'd love to straighten you out. We'll we'll talk about what's. Wait, in the what water. did he? What did he mean? Like by that? I, that we're I think. Basically, that, that we're a bunch so, of weirdos. Or well, he's something. not wrong. No, I know, I know. But, you know? But the way he put it is like, I don't know what's wrong with those people out there. Yeah, know? well, he's right. I'd I like to so, agree yeah. with him in, yeah. a, in a sense. Because you know what? I just, we got bigger problems than a freaking arcade yeah. and a carousel. And there's some other issues that you know I yeah. think we're focusing on a little too much. Oh, God. But whatever. But, don't yeah. Let's not get started, shall well, we? Well, that's what I mean. I hate that the media selected those few things to... To yeah, talk about but that's it. what media so, does it kind of felt like they were poking fun at us well you i won't know. take it personally yeah i take it as a compliment so i'm gonna give a shout out to i met a fan of ours i was out to uh kimberly's the other night and uh, i met diane fox she's a big fan and she had a question for me which i'm gonna try to find out more about mm-hmm. um you know i think bingo at the fire barn went away for covid Oh, okay. when it first disappeared. So did the steak fry. Yeah. And she wondered why it never came back because huh. she really loved doing that. And I got to admit, it's a fun, another fun family thing to do. Now, it was a fundraiser run by the Ladies of Auxiliary. So I don't know if there's a legality with that because technically it is a gambling event. Right. You know, you're right, just winning. Right. But I don't know if you're winning donated prizes, not huh. cash, but, uh, or if it's just a matter of not enough people to help do it. You yeah. Know, the younger generation and fundraising. So, yeah. But that was a good one. So I'm going to try to find out. The huh. answer to that yeah because that was a fun thing to do yeah i mean yeah. i i liked it i went a few times i even i called it oh did you really yeah, it was the bingo caller 
I've, I've done the bingo <laughs> calling. Yeah, I can see you. That would be that's a perfect job for you. Well, don't say that too loud in case they bring it. I twenty four. Yeah, I twenty four. Yeah, but you get nervous sweating up there. You might say the wrong number, and somebody gets all excited, and then yeah. you tell them, "Oops, sorry, I got to get that eat fish shirt back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the that was cat. always yeah one of the coveted prizes. Oh, the eat fish t shirts. Yeah, people really? love those. Yes, they well, who do. Doesn't yeah. So, what else happened while I was gone? Oh, you missed. We had a fire. Oh. Yeah, we had a fire. Uh, it was in an apartment in Salt Pond Settlement, the big, uh, oh, big, yeah. big building Peckins. over there. Yeah, so great job by, uh, I think the sprinklers did some, and then the fire, we showed up, fire department, and contained it to the one apartment, which is big. In a building yeah. like that, that's important because, you know, if that spreads. But yeah, yeah it was our, our good friend, uh, Joan Woley, that was her oh. apartment, so. So, uh, Joni, we're thinking of you. So yeah. I've, I've heard she's had plenty of uh, folks helping her with place to stay because it's not an easy time to find a temporary right. spot to stay. Yeah. I'm sure and, it's going to take a little while to get everything back together. Of course. Yeah. Oh, especially man. in this day and age. And hopefully our insurance cooperates and yep. everything goes well with that. So, yep. Well, the band room's available on Monday nights. Okay. Well, so hopefully we Joan's listening and, you know, if okay. she needs the band room on Sounds Monday nights, good. it's kind of limited. Hey, how is the fourth out here? Uh, I thought it was a little quiet. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I heard. I think it's generally a little quiet this yeah. summer. You know? Yeah. Why do you think that? I mean, obviously, one of the great pastimes on Block Island is sitting around sitting around talking about, you know, how's business this, this yeah, season, yeah, yeah. you know? And there's everyone. Ha- I love I love it because we all have our own takes on what yep. what it is that either why it's so busy or why it's so slow or why it's this or that. And so. I don't know why we waste our breath when all you got to do is ask Dan Cahill. He's the man for that. Yeah, he'll stuff. tell you everything. He'll, he'll, he knows. <laughs> for most things. Yeah. Yeah. He knows, especially yeah. about business. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I think it was a little combo, weather, economy, yeah. just in general. Yeah. Everything. A lot, I've heard a lot of people say that they feel like the island is starting to price itself out. A I would, you know, I would have to agree or it's not. Um, it's a tricky time because how do you tell businesses to lower your prices when right. you got to pay more than ever for everything? Yeah. So. And also now that COVID is three years in the rear view mirror, yeah. I feel like people are feeling a little more safe traveling further away, yeah. you know? So I think it's, yeah, probably as it usually is a combination. You know, I almost wonder if it's, um, I call it, you know, targeted spending. Um, I, you know, I think people are coming, but are they spending as much as they, used to or are they picking cheaper venues to go out to eat or yeah. maybe cooking at home more rather than going out to the restaurants i mean i was in town oh i don't know gonna go with monday off the cuff and yep. say that you know like old harbor takeout dead center town 1 p.m two people sitting there that's crazy it's unreal for a july day yeah even post fourth which is typically quiet yep yeah but you know how was the like uh, how was the parade the parade was cool. Yeah. 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 They so this year's Grand Marshal was basically uh past and present uh volunteer fire and rescue people. So oh, cool. Yeah, they took a lot of the vehicles had a banner on the sides for people we've lost, Bonnie Ryan, Joe Pasta, Brian Wilson. Yeah. Um, you know, and they they had their number retired on the on and hanging on the side of the oh, fire engines and stuff. Nice. You know, Ex captains and stuff. There was more yep. than that. I'm only just touching on a few, but that's cool. And the Knicks float. Did, uh, you, did you know this? No, I didn't. In fact, I'm in, uh, where were we? It was, was the, yeah, it must have been 
No, we're in Dallas, I think. Dallas, Texas. And I get this text from Willie. He goes, I've made an executive decision. Because I guess the theme for the floats this year was <laughs> our American hero. Yeah, who's your hero? Who's your hero? Yeah. So the Knicks, Knicks crew uh, chose Willie Nelson as yeah. their hero. And yeah. they ended up winning first place. Oh, did they? See? They won the grand prize. Wow. Yeah. So that was a cool thing. They so were rocking. They were totally rocking. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so- Chris and the crew were texting me pictures throughout the parade, and then when they won, that you know, so I was sharing them with the crew. Oh, nice! And Willie's nice. Willie's people, uh, they they got a hoot. They thought that was cool. Yeah, they were like, "That's cool." But, so. And we did have that. Uh, so I think a Facebook party thing popped up again. Yeah, and it was, but it was. Um, I almost want to say it was. A, it seemed like a younger crowd to me than college age. It That's what I heard. Like high school, borderline college. Yeah. I'm going to say I don't think it was the worst behavior I've ever seen okay. for a large group. I mean, I've has, heard numbers ranging from 500 to 2,000. So I would say more than 1,000, less than two. Okay. You know, from what I witnessed. And um, but I, it wasn't quite the debauchery that we've seen from the similar event from okay. years gone by. So Interesting. Yeah. No. And I mean, the police, I think when they, when they realized it was happening, the state police sent a couple extra troopers out. Yeah. And they just kept a presence there, and I think they kind of let it do its thing, and then they sort of, yeah. you know, broke yeah. it up at a certain time, said, all right, it's time to get this show yeah. on the road. And But overall, pretty well behaved, um, and, well, and and with the rest of the town being what I would consider a little quiet, yeah, um, you know, it wasn't like a, maybe it wasn't a, like town was going nuts, and, and Ballard's was packed with craziness, and this party was going on with craziness. So, I mean, I think it was yeah. it was kind of a one or the other thing, and it wasn't wasn't too bad. Well, you know. that's good. Yeah, that's. that's uh, I, don't I mean, know. it's a tough. Like we've discussed when it was ha- the when it happened the first time, which was I think three summers it went on before yeah. they were able to address it. Yeah, I mean, as we've learned, it's a it's it's a tough thing to stop because the yeah. ferry legally. I mean, they could I, I suppose stop people from getting on with coolers for the day, but then how do you how do you you know it's a, it's a tough thing, and I mean you know new sign alert. New sign. We yeah. got a new sign. There's a there was a sandwich board out yesterday. I had to go off uh, for a day of doctor's appointments and shopping. And, yeah, uh, real exciting. I got Lyme disease again. Oh no, it's all right. It happens. <laughs> you know what are you going to do? It's kind of like it's becoming a gambling thing. You just like Lyme get used again. to it on Block Island. Yeah, the worst yeah. part is these. You know, staying out of the sun from the whatever you yes. got to take for it. Man, it feels so hot. When you yeah, a friend of mine just was yeah. talking about that. So. uh but as I'm backing on the boat, they've got a big sandwich board sign that says only alcohol purchased on the ferry can be consumed on the ferry. Well, that's I don't good. know how they're going to enforce that. I don't either. Maybe it's just a suggestion. Yeah. But yeah. I, in general, I felt they looked more like kids. I'm not saying they weren't drinking. I'm not saying they weren't, you know, doing things they weren't supposed to. But, yeah. you know, generally it wasn't as obnoxious. Right. You know, they, they literally, when you, you know, got off the beach, they were just walking back to the boat. Yeah. And, you know, I have to imagine they, they didn't pick up all of their trash, though. I'm no, thinking... I, I think they did. I think that the police. Yeah, I think that. Well, that's good. I think the police and the CSOs went in and said, hey, we're going to, we got it's time to end this and this is yeah. what we got to do. You got to pick a cleanup. Well, so that's they, good. I think they did a pretty good job. I'll, I'll get an update if it's important from Mike Shea. Okay. He's the one that has to yeah. rake, rake and clean the beach yeah. every year. Uh, because I think, does. like, again, uh, I think that's a good thing that it wasn't, you know, in your opinion, an issue, like in terms no. of the way it used yeah. to be. However, I do think it's the kind of thing that as a community, we those are the things we need to be focused on rather than a carousel and an arcade. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I agree. let's yeah. let's and, know, and do that to that. I will say that, um, 
you know, hats off. I thought the chief, the police, CSOs, I think everybody did a really great job great. in monitoring everything. They've been doing a real nice job with um, instructing. I think it's made a world difference. They're instructing people as they come off the ferry to use the crosswalks. Great. Little things. I sound like an old guy that those are important, but the bottom line is traffic flow is important for everyone downtown. And Absolutely. They've been doing a real nice job with uh, getting the yeah. cars off the boat, getting the people off the boat, and um, very, you know, just yeah. people are willing to do stuff, but if they're just walking into nowhere and nobody's instructing them, they don't know. Right. They'll just walk across the yeah. street. Yeah. yeah. So well, they did good hats off to the chief and everybody in the great. fire and rescue. Everybody did a great, great job. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I good. did. I had a, a gig at the spring house this past Saturday and uh, I drove through town for the first time, you know, in, in the middle of the day. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I forgot how, yeah. you know, you do. But you know what the thing is? Leave early for wherever you have to go. Yep. Take your time. Take a deep breath. That's it. Be patient. That's it. That's all you got to do. You'll you know, be fine. You'll yeah. get to where you're going eventually. If you're in a really big hurry to get somewhere, you shouldn't be on Block Island. Right. You know, that's kind of the point. That's kind of it. So, yep. um, oh, maybe we, since we don't forget, give a shout out to our friends at the Block Island Guide. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, they put a nice uh, little ad in for us. So, uh, they did. Yeah. Yes. Kevin puts that together and. Do remember to pick that up and check it out, whether you've been here a dozen times or if it's your first time, especially if it's your first time. It has a lot of info in there, but always updating, yeah. you know, the new new things happen on the island. And, you know, yeah. so thanks a lot, Kevin, for the ad and, yeah. uh, and, the, and the guide this year. And you, you folks, please check it out. Um, totally. And Ballard's. Yes, a little little update on that. We don't want to. Yeah, we're not going to um, beat a dead horse. Yeah, or no, a, or but, a but so, horse that's. But in our last mini, we talked about how come. You know, we said to people, ask the town council, what are we doing about this, blah, blah, blah. So apparently a lot of people did. CRMC did give them a cease and desist, right? Yep. And the town council's scheduled a meeting to get involved. But I think, um, you know, so they're actually watching it and they are trying to, you know, do something about yeah. it. But this is the big news. So Rhode Island as a state made a big ruling um, on the shoreline access. Okay. So if you recall a story a couple of years ago, there was a guy collecting seaweed and security came and removed him from the beach. At the, then, down at Ballard's? No, this was over in on the mainland. Oh, It wasn't okay. even a Block Island issue. This is, this is a coastline issue gotcha. everywhere. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. And he's like, I, I have a right to be here. You know, this is the beach. I'm allowed to be on the beach. And so it went to court and blah, blah, blah. And But the overall ruling is that everyone has freedom to access all beaches uh, maybe not across someone's private property, but if you're walking on the beach, you are allowed to go, um, I think it's 10 feet above the mean high tide line. Yep. So, you know, basically they, you know, that's a big, big factor in like putting up fences and blocking off sections of the beach. So even if you own a hotel or a resort on the beach, you have to allow, you know, Access. anybody who wants to walk down that beach in front of your place is allowed to. Yeah. You know, so I think that was kind of a big, uh, yeah. cool. And the Times reported on it as well. Times that report on Ballard, yeah, okay, which was nice well, that's too. Good. Yeah, about, yeah. You know. I mean, mostly just saying what's happening. Yeah. And, well, there was also know. I did. Someone did send us an email with a link to a big article in the Block Island Globe about it, or I'm sorry, the the Boston Globe about it. Yeah. So you know, it was, and that was a week and a half, two weeks ago. So, I mean, yeah, they've been working on that for a while. I think. Yeah. Didn't we have somebody reach out and ask us if we wanted to? I think uh, we did. I think we we did. got an email or something. Yeah, we got an email from the Globe. I don't think we yeah. ended up uh, t taking part. I in like that. my place right here on Block. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like we said, I don't think we're trying to turn into investigative no, journalists by any means. Not at all. But I was glad to see the three things we touched on uh, 
something did end up happening. I don't, I'm not saying it's cause of us. No, certainly people not. did, you know, say to the town council, what's happening. Town yeah. council is doing something. CRMC is yep. doing something. And block on times actually did an article, Good. you know, explain a little bit about what's happening and, and how and why. Great. Great. So, yeah, if you're a fisherman, no oh. striper limits have changed this year. They have. Yeah. So they do, um, what's called slot. There's a slot you can take, and that's it has to be longer than this and shorter than that. Uh-huh. So, and the idea is to let the smaller ones grow up and let the bigger ones just stay safe and keep yeah. producing. Makes sense. So, the slot used to be 28 to 35 inches, which gave you a pretty good window. You had yeah. seven inches in there where if you got a fish that length between 28 and 35, and I believe it's down to 28 to 31. So, you really got to hit the lottery to get oh, a fish wow. you can keep. It's got to be. Within those three inches, if it's under twenty-eight, it goes back, and if it's over thirty-one, it goes back. Oh, jeez, yeah. So wow. I guess they had a huge, huge harvest on them. They said like double the number from twenty-one and twenty-two stripers taken. So, so last they, year, and that's why they yeah, reduced the. And that's why they made it even harder to get a keeper. Okay, so, gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I love striper and I love catching them, but. I'm fine releasing them, and you know it's well. Good yeah, because you're gonna. I, I want my grandkids to catch stripers. That's you know? that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Speaking of grandkids, uh, and kids in general, I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna sidetrack here. Fire away. Do you know what? One of the things I didn't realize I missed so much until I got back here after my two weeks away. Ice coffee. Mm, oh, they have that there. They have that. There. Oh, okay. Sorry. No Sunday afternoons on the deck here at Captain Nick's oh, with nice. the young guns back in the deck. I ran into a family who has been coming out here and, and going to Sundays on the deck with their kids for over 15 years. And their kids, I remember them, they were like five, six, seven years old. All their, their two kids are in college now, and they're the nicest people. And they just, every time they're out, Sundays at Nick's on the deck are their thing. That's what they go to. And I just look around and there's so many families and everyone's just having a blast. It's a great and, fun venue. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so much fun. You're just outside in the fresh air listening to great music. It's oh, a good time. It's really know? fun. Yeah. You know? So anyways, I just wanted to What's just that, you know say that I'm grateful to have that in my life. Do you, you remember? Know? or Oh, yeah. It's a fun time. You know? So many people love it. I mean, that's, Thank you. They, they like Sunday yeah. fun day. And I can't believe it started 20 years ago. I, I have to fight my wife to it, not go if I don't feel like going because she <laughs> well, wants stop to stop fighting it. All right. All right. I'll try. Maybe it's this no, Sunday. But, You're going to be playing this Sunday? Yes. You're here, right? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, all absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but 20 years, man, and just seeing the faces that come and go yeah, and the, yeah. the kids know, of the kids the kids <laughs> of the kids and then yeah. like you know some of the people that used to be there who you know they're they it was one family back. named all their kids after rock stars really yeah yeah uh they had a kid named jagger they had a kid named axel <laughs> had, yeah. i mean these kids now have to be probably in their <laughs> late teens if not early 20s and they've all changed their names yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> to jeff lisa and uh, dan yeah, yeah no i think they like their names it's <laughs> kind of funny but i Anyways, thought it was pretty cool sorry for the side i just had to mention that. oh it's i'm not a side. so it's, grateful for that it's a great part about these minis we can talk about anything we want anything yeah. we want you don't have to listen if you don't want to. that's true so um, uh what other fun stuff oh did we get any emails by the way oh yeah you want to do a couple emails sure yeah let's do it you want to go first you got okay. one right there let's so see. we got one from our friend carl Satan, and carl's daughter uh taryn uh worked out here for a couple summers we got to know Taryn and her dad from his visits here. Really great guy, a fantastic artist. Uh, he sent us some of his yeah, yeah. prints of his work, which are really fun. And um, let's see. 
What was his question? Uh, he said, his, after you turn right on High Street by the theater, you go up a bit, and there was an Airbnb called the Bellevue, sold in 2021. Uh, right across the street is a large white hotel. Uh, what is that large white hotel building, and what would it have been called in the 70s? So I think he's talking about the Eureka. It's got to be. That's right? what I, the that's Bellevue what I'm is thinking. was owned by the Leones and so I think yeah, Karina it's got to be yes the Eureka. So it's got to be the Eureka, and I think it's always been the Eureka because I looked I, up. You know, obviously, I would say send an email if you really want more deets. Email yeah. the historical society. Ben Ruska is great with this yeah, stuff. He he'll knows, be able to tell you. He has so many archive photos and stuff. And Shirley Goburn actually yeah. did a a presentation about the old hotels of Block Island. But I found a postcard online from 1910 mm-hmm. with the Eureka when it was yeah. still a hotel. So right now, Carl, that building, and ever since I can remember, has been used for summer residence for um, employee, workers, housing. employee housing. Yeah. And um, But I have a feeling it's always been the Eureka. And I think the Spring House was built in the 1800s, the oldest hotel still up and running on Block Island. So I would assume it had to be built after 18, sometime in the late 1800s. I if think it, so. If it had a postcard in 1910. Right. So I'm going to assume at some point in time it was the Eureka Hotel, not the Eureka Employee yeah. Housing. But, Fun yeah. fact. Do you know that my first trip to Block Island post, you know, when I I came out a couple times in my when I was a kid. kid. Yeah. But then the first time I came out to visit my buddies who were already working here, yeah. I stayed in, I crashed in the room in the Eureka. Well, there you go. Yep. Yeah. First place I ever stayed. Yeah, I don't know when it stopped being a hotel and started being employee housing, huh. but uh, the Manatees is essentially the farm and the 1661, not the Manatees, sorry, they don't own right. that anymore. But 1661, the Drapers, their inns, they run a few other uh, inns on the island in, down right next to the Seacrest is the, I forget what that house is called, but um, so that's basically what they yeah. use to, to, to house all of the staff they need to keep right. their businesses up and running. So sure. Carl, I hope that answers your question to the best. And thank you for the email and uh, for listening. Um, yeah. It's uh, always great to be in touch with you. Much appreciated. Do you have one, Rich? I do, but I'm going to need glasses. Oh, you know, so you have them. I do have some glasses. All right. This one comes from Debbie Bailey and she says, Hey guys, thanks so much for this podcast. Great way to learn more about the behind the scenes of Block Island. I have a topic that would be awesome to learn about. On the island, each house has a fire number. Can you help us understand why it's set up that way, what they mean, and if a new house comes on board, does it get a new number? If someone calls 911, do they say, I'm at fire number 143, or do they give their address as like 2 Main Street? Um, thanks so much. Be out all there all summer long, starting next week, floating in Great Salt Pond. Now, this is from back in May, so they've been here a little bit. Oh, so she's a ponder. It might be nice. We want to get a ponder. Yeah, on we've that. been talking about yeah, that for a while. Ponder on the still show. on the list. So, all right, you're ready let's for pon- the, Let's ponder let's it for ponder a little this bit more. Question slightly. I found some answers out. Should okay. I roll? Roll. roll it? All right. So I talked to Mr. Joe Sprague, who Ooh. joined the fire department, who is 16 years old. Okay. And he believes he helped hang the first fire numbers when the system began, and it was in he he guesses around 1974. Huh. He said what they didn't account for was empty lots. So that's why the numbers are now so precariously numbered, because they may have gone down the road and done number 104, or right. 105, 106, but three empty lots between them since then. He right. said basically nobody ever dreamed the Block Island would be this built up. Yeah, yeah. So that's why now there's no rhyme or reason. But they did have sections would have certain. So in other words, if the six and 700s would be on the neck. Okay. And back in the day before cell phones and stuff, this is a neat thing. I also didn't know, irrelevant of the fire numbers, um, they had a whistle. They, they had a horn that would blow if there was an emergency, like a fire. 
And based on how many blasts of the horn would direct people so they knew, because there was no cell phones, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. They would know at least what direction to head in. So if wow. it say it blasts three times, yeah, you're yeah. going to, something's wrong on the neck, just start heading that way. Yeah. Or if it blasts and two times. And then just look for the smoke. And then look for the smoke. Wow. Pretty much it. But yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But he said also, it was a good point too. He said, well, if we had accounted for all the empty lots, what about suddenly somebody donates to the Nature Conservancy? Now you've got three numbers that you assign them. Right. Are, are out there anyway, so there's really no way to do it and have it all um, yeah. be perfect. So then I called 911, and they said, what's your emergency? And no, I didn't, but I, <laughs> but I, but I, but I called I called dispatch. So the and, they answer, say, and they said, what the hell are you talking yeah. about, sir? So this answer is combination. Yes, you can use your fire number if you call 911. You can say, you know, I'm at 1123 Westside Road, and that's helpful. Uh, but a lot of times these days, most calls are coming in by cell phone. So the 911 calls get routed to a center on the mainland and then forwarded to Block Island. Okay. So by the time the dispatcher here gets the info, it comes with um, GPS coordinates. Ah. And then they quickly look up the GPS coordinates and figure out the fire number, and that's how they page out what address to go to. Wow. But that's what they're for. They're for fires, and now, obviously, for UPS, Amazon created the fire numbers, um, I'm thinking, but no. But yeah, so that's pretty much um, the answer to that. Well, I that's think, I, think, I think I answered all I the think questions. You did, I think you did it some justice on yeah. that one. And yeah, and as a bonus during the call, Joe Sprague said he'd come on as a guest. He so, did? Yeah, maybe we're recording this fall. Oh, said. man, that'd be great. So, so yeah, cool. so there's the 911 of it all. Awesome. Oh, that's the 411, isn't can, it? Can we move on to uh, some of the fun things that are coming up here on the island? You take it away, my friend. All right, so check this out, kids. We got on uh, July 16th from 9 to 2 at the Block Island Arts and Crafts Guild. Uh, the well, the Arts and Crafts Guild will be uh, on the lawn of the Historical Society presenting their wares. Um, that's always great. You see a bunch of works from from interesting island artists, and ten uh, percent, I guess, of the proceeds are going to scholarships. Is this yeah, for the Black Island School Kids. That's really college cool. scholarships. Yeah, that's a nice thing yeah. to do. Nice. And then uh, let's see. On the nineteenth of July, we have another uh, installment of Blues on the Block. That's at the um, the uh, Beach Pavilion. Right? Yeah, and that's Cornette. Neil and the Vipers. Oh, is it Neil? Yeah. Okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Always um, a fun time. On the 24th, I'm not sure what this is, but it's also the Town Beach. That's July 24th. They're doing Tunes by the Dunes, so it's a kind of another musical venue. Interesting. Not in the Dunes. Okay. Because that would be wrong. Yeah, you can't do that. Stay off the Dunes. Yeah. Keep your tunes off our Dunes. And then on the 25th, the next day, uh, the, what's it called, the... Uh, the move, the movie on the beach, um, sound, sound waves. Sound waves. Sound waves is going to be showing Fern Gully, the last rainforest. Oh, yeah, never seen it. No, you should go. Uh, it's animated. Don't know if I'm going to be here. Oh, if I am. Oh, you know what? The I don't think I am. Oh well. Well, you know what else I'm not going to be here for, and which I think is what I might be really upset about. Yes, I'm not going to be here on August 5th for the Mary D Ball. Yeah, I'll probably be going. Yeah, yeah, it's a I, fun time. I was that was my first one last year. Yeah, and I yeah, had a bl- that's as right. a as a as a just a guest. As a guest, you know? yeah, yeah, not a working good, it. Good easy time, a great way to raise so money. much fun. So, yeah. yeah, Then we have other things. We got the Tuesday night dinners at the Harbor Church uh, from six to eight, and that's for international and student workers. Can I identify as an international worker for that? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, technically, you're from New Jersey, right? Weren't you born in New, New Jersey? York. Yeah, no, Brooklyn. Sorry, or born whatever. in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't yeah. think that's quite international. Uh, you know, I mean, sliding scale. I didn't need a passport to get here. Well, not yet. Uh, what else we got? Uh, they, oh, oh, uh, Weaving Wednesdays. 
which are free weaving classes at the Spring Street Gallery. Very nice. Yeah. I don't know. I have an exact time on that for you, but check in with the Spring Street Yeah, Gallery. I think you just look at their website. A lot okay. of the stuff we're just giving you, the preface of stuff to do while yeah. you're here. A uh, new thing this year, I think, is uh, Sandcastle Sundays as a guy, a guy or girl. I, you know what? I didn't really read it. There's an article in the Times. Okay. Uh, Martimus will be there to help, and that's going to be at the north end of town beach. They're kind of trying to bring back making sandcastles. Wow. That's yeah. cool. And then what about Sativa Sundays? No, I just made that. One. I'm a fan of the, I'm a fan of that. That that sounds like nah, my sun, kind of event. Sunday wow, should be Sunday Fun Day. Looking back at this list, can I just can we read Tunes by the Dunes, Weaving Wednesdays, Sandcastle Sundays? I mean, how do you not want to come to Block Island with just yeah. based on those three events alone? I, I, that's what made me throw in that joke. I liked like, it. You know, well, well, we can, join the we, club. I think you and I can maybe start our own Sativa Sundays. Yeah. And there's a few that have too much to list here on the podcast. So check them out uh, either on their websites or in the Times. You got the Block Island Free Library. It has lots of programs, Nature Conservancy, as well as the Historical Society. I'm trying to get a a post up with the historical society schedule. They sent me a picture and it was a little blurry. So I'm okay. trying to get a clearer one and I'll put it up on. Gotcha. Social media and we did, it. we did mention a few of their events in the last mini pot, the historical yeah. society. Yeah. And we did get a nice email thanking us we did. Uh, for mentioning nice so folks. You're yeah. welcome. Historical society. And thank you guys for what you we, do here. We'll pump all the free stuff for totally uh, for anybody raising money. Or Look, we're doing good stuff. Just you know? here to make sure people have something to do while right. they're on block Island. That's it's, all. Yeah. Have a good time. It's clear. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably a little bored of <laughs> yeah, obviously you definitely don't have much, Clearly, much else to do insomnia right i wonder how many people listen at three in the morning because they can't sleep i mean i i i would if it wasn't our voices yeah you know all right well, well look, speaking of we... boring people to death yeah, i yeah. think we've done that quite enough right for this now. one yeah so, right, uh, so we'll wrap it up a little uh say oh yeah our sponsor bimmy location facilities are great for private events say uh, you can have a child's birthday party on site after hours with assistance from bimmy marine educators or rent the cove room for private events including small weddings their amenities include the cove room that will accommodate 180 for a sit-down dinner or 250 for a reception they've got a large covered porch and a half acre lawn that reaches out onto block island's great salt pond Yep, they got a large commercial kitchen with an ice maker, and you can do on-site catering. And don't forget to grab your raffle ticket for Lobster Mania. Lobster Mania, Mania, Mania. Let's mania. get ready to melt butter. And, and destroy some crustaceans. <laughs> all right, we're doing it again. We're all right, boring all right. people. All right, fine. All right. Well, Mark, I'll see you at the next mini. Okay, Rich, if see not you. sooner. Sounds if, good. Probably at Sunday Fun Day. Sunday Fun Day, baby. I'm coming. Okay, you all better right. be there. See you there. Bye. Bye.